Good evening. Today is Tuesday, December 27th, and we are studying the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is step 12, working with others. And our speaker tonight is Kelly B. Thank you, Kelly B. Thank you, CJ. Uh, hi, Kelly B, Recover Compulsive Overeater. Uh, Eileen, thank you for asking me to speak. Um, I love this meeting and uh, grateful to be here. Uh, so I will just share some of my photos so you know that I'm a compulsive overeater or there's evidence. Um, okay, so this photo is essentially what I looked like most of my life, um, overweight, hiding behind whatever I could hide behind. In this photo, I'm hiding behind a child for those on the recording, um, you know, to, to show the true size of my body, um, you know, sw swinging in weight every year um and uh you know you kind of see my eyes are kind of dead and you know not really taking care of my hair and you know not really taking care of myself um this is when i moved to california um thinking that if i moved across the country away from my alcoholic family i would get better um and you know I, again you know overweight and then here I am thinking that if I just do two marathons, um, I'll get better. <laughs> so here, here's uh, you know that that part of the disease. And this is the day before I come to back to my first meeting, uh, or I did my first meeting. I did two meetings when I was 15, but um, this is right before I went to Serenity Sunday in August 2018. Um, and this is what I look like today. This was my 30th birthday. Um, that's my boyfriend. Uh, we've been together for almost two years, essentially the same amount of time I've uh, been recovered. Um, so, you know, he's, he's seen me in a good state. And there's me, normal body weight today. Uh, okay, cool. So let's get into working with others. Um, so we will, okay, step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of the steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Um, so having had a spiritual awakening, um, so that's the first part of step 12. Um, you know, how did that happen for me? How did I change from this person that, you know, had three pints of ice cream on a Friday night and wondered what was gonna happen the next day. Like, am I gonna continue to do this? Am I gonna order more ice cream tomorrow? Or am I going to like continue on my life? Like, why, why do I keep going back to this substance that's hurting me? Um, you know, uh, I, I was reading with a sponsee today, we were reading um, Bill's story and, you know, it talks about like, this psychic change and I don't want to get into that too much, but like the psychic change that has to happen. Otherwise we're doomed essentially. Um, so step 12 promises me that if I go through all of the steps, I will have a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps, um, which is something I've had. I've had a, a extreme character change um, because of these steps. Um, we try to carry this message to alcoholics. Um, on a daily basis, that's what I try to do. Um, I had a little bit of a dry spell where I, you know, didn't have sponsees, where I was looking for sponsees actively. Um, and 
that's, you know, something like God is like, as long as you're trying, as long as you're like taking that next step, making that call, putting yourself out there, as long as you're taking those steps, like the people who are meant to be will come to you, you know, but, you know, I have to put in that action um, and then practicing these principles in all of our affairs. Um, so this is something that, you know, my whole life is ran through step is through ran through the steps, you know, um, you know, uh, yesterday um, or no, no, it was two days ago. Um, I was I was with my boyfriend. So the dog, so the dog was separated from us for a few days and we want to go um, pick up the dog after we had been on vacation. So the dog comes to me first and I notice, oh, the dog came to me first. Like I must be more important than my boyfriend to the dog, you know, okay, sick thinking. And then, and then I go as far as to say, like make a comment about it and say, oh, um, I was like, oh, the dog, oh, the dog loves mom more. And I was like, and within two minutes, I realized like, Kelly, that's not, that's not loving and kind. That's not, you know, that's a character defect. You know, you're trying to, you know, you're being mean, you know, and, and that's the gift of the 12 steps is that instead of like going and like binging over and feeling bad and feeling like, wow, I'm such a terrible person. I should feel ashamed. It was, no, you made a mistake. You apologize and then you move on. Um, and then you share with someone else, you know, you know, if, if you need to, and you, you make that amends. Um, so that's kind of how these principles show up in my affairs, you know, or, or around simple things like that. Mean <laughs> rude comments, uh, you know, you know, we're not perfect. And like, that's the nice thing about these steps is that we keep getting to like run through them every time we have things come up. Um, you know, but I'll, I'll dig a little bit now into, okay, now we've cleared step 12, working with others. Um, so you know, the, the, one of the things that stood out to me when I was rereading this before today's share, um, you know, the unique difference we have between like doctors and therapists and all of those clinical professionals we might seek is that we have an eating history that's like unmatched. And, you know, I love how it says this happens because of your own drinking experience. You can be uniquely useful to other addicts. So like I know the nitty gritty of this disease um, that, you know, I've, I've told my therapist, she doesn't understand it, you know, um, but that's not, that's not a bad thing. It's okay that she doesn't, you know, that's why I have a way. That's why I have a sponsor. That's why I have fellows um, because they understand, you know, what my disease looks like. And they're able to uniquely carry a message to me that resonates and that I can listen to and that I can adhere to. Um, I mean, I remember I used to have, I had a nutritionist that told me um, to stop using food delivery apps. I, I was to um, cut up my credit card. And in my head, I'm like, why would I cut up my credit card? That's like a waste of a credit card. And also I'm going to figure out a way to get the food. Like cutting up a credit card is going to do nothing for me to, to avoid eating. Um, so that's again, like, you know, uniquely useful is that I know that that, you know, isn't the solution for me today. Um, you know, I have to seek this spiritual spiritual solution. Um, you know, and then on page 90, you know, now we're, we're talking a little bit more about sponsorship. Um, if he doesn't want to stop drinking, don't waste your time to persuade him. 
um, all, all I can do is share my story and share like how this program has helped me. Um, if, if someone doesn't want to stop eating, you know, it's okay. It, it, um, you know, I, I, I keep moving on, you know, I like how page 90 kind of just keeps telling us, um, you know, we share what we know, um, we, we share what our, what, what worked for us. Um, you know, sometimes it is wise to wait until he goes on a binge. Um, you know, sometimes I'll get a call from a newcomer. Um, they aren't necessarily willing to do everything yet. Um, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm here. Whatever you need me, I'm here, you know, and then usually it's after, you know, the day after a binge that someone's coming in and remorseful and depressed that this is going to happen. Oh, actually, this brings up a good story. Um, so actually, but so my current sponsor, Susan, uh, we've been together for almost, uh, I think over two years. Um, prior to that, I was in the program for about four years. And I remember she took her 20 year candle around my first meeting. And I was like, gosh, I could never do her abstinence. I can never do what she does. But like, that's so great for her that she's had this recovery. You know, so I look, you know, for two years to the easier, softer way, you know, going with sponsors that are easier, sponsors that aren't using the big book. Um, and then, you know, still eating alcoholic foods and whatever. So I do that for two years. Um, and I remember, I think I called Susan a year before we started working together. And I said, you know, hey, can you help me? And then she was like, oh, yeah, I was, I was like, but like, so you, so I start questioning her about sugar and ketchup and how, can I, how come I can't have ketchup with sugar, you know? So I clearly wasn't ready, you know, I, I clearly wasn't ready. And, you know, uh, a year later I was ready because now I was willing to look at, okay, all of the foods that have alcohol ingredients, I can't have, you know, like, I, because I had been, the food had beat me into submission. Um, so now kind of whenever I work with sponsees with step 12, I kind of always, uh, remind myself like Kelly your first two years you were kind of just doing your thing um before you felt like you were in enough pain to you know take it seriously and make a decision um that's 10 minutes oh 10 minutes okay perfect um yeah it is it is beautiful um here we'll go on to page 91 um and this is how we're, you know, it's so cool. Like we literally have a handbook for like how we're supposed to do this. Like it's like specific directions. So it's like, I don't have to come up with anything. Like my responses to people are already in here. Um, so, you know, anything that I'm saying is not my own original thought. It's just, you know, an interpretation of this happening. Um, you know, tell him enough about your drinking habits, symptoms and experiences to encourage him to speak of himself. So usually, you know, when I'm on a call with a newcomer, um, you know, there's always like the pleasantries of, oh, how are you doing? Oh, good, good. But like, I mean, when I was in the disease, like nothing really was good happening. You know, I was miserable, but you know, that's whatever, just how, to, how we start conversation. So then you jump into, I start jumping into, this is what it was like. You know, I came in when I was 15, people were telling me about God and I go into the nitty gritty of like all of the shitty things that kind of happen in a short like version of it. And like what brought me here. Um, and it's just so amazing every time how when you release that vulnerability to the person, all of a sudden they're like spewing their stuff at you. And it's like, 
you know, and there's such connection there. Um, and clearly, you know, in page 91, 92, that they really show that like this, I mean, this one, he will match your mental inconsistencies with some of his own. So, you know, some people say, you know, alcoholism and drug addiction, you know, are different than food addiction, but food addiction can kill you too. I mean, you know, I think about how, um, during one of my binges, I, I was I was at a drive through. Of course, I needed to get two sets of fries. I needed to get fries for when I got home and I needed to get fries for the drive home. Um, and like, God forbid, you know, I had to stop short and any of the fries fell on the floor. So I was always protecting the fries or protecting whatever was in this, the seat next to me. You know, like I, I think about how many times I could have gone in in a car accident, like putting my head down to like protect the food you know, we don't know when we just don't know with this disease what's going to happen. So it's important that we share the, you know, and it says continue to speak of alcoholism as an illness, a fatal malady. This is fatal. You know, like that's the fatality. I could have gotten in a car accident many times with my food spewing all over the car and, and whatnot. Um, um, you know, explain that many are doomed who never realize their predicament. Um, and then it says, but you may talk to him about the hopelessness of alcoholism because you offer a solution, um, which is wonderful. Like, you know, I, 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 my therapist was never comfortable enough to say, yeah, this isn't going to get any better. You know? <laughs> but, um, but, you know, you guys, you guys know that this is, this is a fatal disease and, you know, it, and be and we're allowed to say this is hopeless like this is just going to get worse it's not going to get better um you know I, I often you know i i i'll share share about this is that you know my, my dad was an alcoholic and he unfortunately died of alcoholism and you know like the night before he died he had a dui got his car impounded spent the night in jail and then the next morning i'm sure he probably made a resolution to not drink again and then he passed away so we just don't know with the food addiction like that you know and it it's it's very sad because you you kind of you kind of can't see what you can't see um so then okay so then 93 um tell them exactly what happened to you so this is where you know I, i'm sharing my story they share their story um and you know all we have to do, like at the end of this conversation, the only thing we have to do, the main thing is that he'd be willing to believe in a power greater than himself and that he lived by spiritual principles. It's very simple. It's very simple, but it's very difficult <laughs> to, to follow this. Um, you know, but but this is where we can bring in, again, like our, our experience, strength and hope. You know, I grew up in a Catholic home where, you know, a set of spiritual rules, whatever, um, you know, I'm able to share that experience that, you know, that that's not what my uh, spirituality looks like today. You know, I, I have my own conception of God. And that's why I love the name of this meeting. Just choose your own conception. It could be a doorknob. It could be the ocean. Like, it could be anything. Um, you know, that's all we have to agree to is we agree by spiritual principles. Um, and whatever that God looks like, it doesn't matter. Um, that's 15. Okay, that's 15. Um, and then I love how this talks about like, you know, even if you're, you know, a rabbi, if you're 
um, a priest, you know, he may be an example of truth that faith alone is insufficient. To be vital, faith must be accompanied by self-sacrifice and unselfish constructive action. Um, you know, and that's kind of, well, today, I, you know, I, today I have off from work and, you know, I got called a few hours from now, hey, we need a speaker for tonight. And, you know, like the first, you know, it's kind of like the first thought is like, uh, like, <laughs> something else um but then i was like you know but this but that's what services is like their self-sacrifice um and and now i feel great i'm feeling awesome you know and it's not because i don't want to do service it's just you know sometimes you're like oh, i'm gonna do yoga class or something but service is a part of what keeps me healthy it would it keeps me spiritually fit um this is helping me more than it's probably helping you and you know we, we share our story and that's a part of step 12. Um, and then that unselfish constructive action, um, you know, making a point um, to call newcomers, making a point to pick up service commitments um, in meetings, uh, you know, making a point to say, hey, I'm here to help. Um, you know, I have to be a part of that action. Um, let me see what else. Yeah, and I like that we don't take any, um, we don't have to be the people to say, like, we, we don't have, like, our own thing of God, where it's like, if he thinks he can do the job in some other way, or prefers some other spiritual approach, encourage him to follow his own conscience. You know, I had a sponsee that, you know, we worked the program, you know, we had, she, she got a year, um, and, you know, she, she decided to, to leave program and go for another spiritual approach. And that's okay, you know, I, all, all step 12 tells me to do is I just have to try to carry this message. It's okay if they do what they do and whatever whatever works. And I said, let it go at that. You know, it's it's nice how, how peaceful we are in, <laughs> in working with others. Um, and you know how it's, again, telling us more about sponsorship. To spend too much time on any one situation is to deny some other alcoholic an opportunity to live and be happy. So this is also something where my character defects come into play, where I also have that um, wanting to please, where it's hard for me to let go of people. Um, but that's my own defect. You know, am I helping this person or am I continuing to enable behaviors in this person? Um, so, you know, it, it, the, the book tells us like, don't spend too much time on this, move to the next thing. Um, and then let him know you're available if he wishes to make a decision and tell a story, but do not insist upon if he prefers to consult someone else. And that's the same thing with sponsorship. Like, I, you know, I share my story. I share, this is what I can offer. This is, this is how I sponsor. And then it's always up to that person. You know, I'm not gonna push or press on anyone else, you know, this. Um, Okay, I like this one. Um, if you've been successful in solving your own domestic problems, tell the newcomer's family how that was accomplished. Um, I love sharing with newcomers about my relationship with my mom because it, it's been really transformed through this program. Um, you know, and, and, it's, and it was a successful transformation too. Um, 
So, you know, I came in with a lot of, a lot of problems and, you know, my mom was my problem. My dad was my problem. They're the reason I ate all of the mean things they said was the reason all of the things they should have done, um, all the things they didn't do, all of that. Um, I had a lot of reasons why I didn't like my mom and dad. Um, and, you know, for two years, I sat in that with my mom where I just didn't talk to her and, you know, was trying to, you know, push her out of my life. And then what was beautiful when I did step three, um, this time around, all of the pain and anger melted around my mom. And I was able to um, engage with her in a completely different way than it had ever been before in our relationship. And now over the last two years, we've like constructed a new relationship that's like built on respect and kindness and, and sharing love and, you know, and boundaries <laughs> um, and like all of those great things. But like, we have a great relationship today and like, it's completely transformed. So if like you're, you know, and that's what I like about this, like the steps helped me to see where I was wrong, where I, what, what part of the relationship I really needed to take accountability and, and what, um, what defects came up for me in that relationship. Um, so if you're struggling with parents, give me a call. And that's time. Um, oh, that's time. Perfect. Well, thank you for letting me share and, uh, I will finish. Oh, thank you so much, Kelly B. That was wonderful. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and the step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. With the timekeeper, Melissa, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. And if the speaker is asked a question, uh, please allow three minutes for the answer. And the floor is open. Okay, Tony, you have your hand up. Go ahead and share with us. Hi, Tony Compulsive Overeater. Thank you so much for your share. You know, step 12 for me, for the longest time, because it starts out with having had a spiritual awakening. And I kept thinking, where's my spiritual awakening? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing that isn't what other people are doing? I haven't seen a burning bush. I haven't seen the clouds separating and an angel up in the clouds. What am I doing wrong? And then recently, I, I had to get rid of a roommate. To say this person was messy, I mean, the cleaning lady spent six hours in his bathroom alone. So that's all I'm going to say about that. So he was very rude at the end, whatever. And here's my spiritual awakening. I came across a, um, like a scrapbook, a family heirloom scrapbook of his. And he had told me, don't contact me. You know, okay, whatever. So I called his bestie and told her and said, I, if I don't hear from you by the end of the day, then you don't want it, blah, blah, blah. So she came by, got it. But here's the spiritual awakening. My first thought was, F him. I'm gonna throw that off the balcony in the air, grab my shotgun and blow it right out of the sky. That was my first thought. But the fact that I couldn't do it 
just because he acted so despicably at the end and so horrible to me, I couldn't do it to him. That's my spiritual awakening because <laughs> I'm in compare and despair. I just want to know how come I'm not getting it like them? There it is, you know? And I also know I have to reach different level of surrender. You know, my weight has been stuck again. It goes up a few pounds, down a few pounds. And I've discussed it with my sponsor. And after, you know, dropping 100 pounds, maybe my food has to change between the weight, the age. But I can't lose with eating what I was eating 100 pounds ago. So it's all a new level of surrender. But the spiritual awakening for me today is that I just can't be icky to people just because they're icky to me. So if you haven't had a spiritual awakening, it's coming. Thank you. Thanks, Tony P. Amy B., you're up next. Thanks so much, CJ. Amy B., compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state today. Thank you, CJ. Thank you, Yvonne, for your service to the meeting. Everybody reading, everybody showing up. And thank you, especially Kelly B., um, for speaking tonight and again, for filling in at the last moment, for being called to do service and for showing up and doing service. That's step 12. That's working with others. That's a huge part of it is saying yes. We're always carrying a message of one kind or another, aren't we? One way or another, we're always carrying a message. And I got to say, um, without without singling out the speaker or, or too much crosstalk, we carry a message with our energy and our light. Thank you, Kelly, for the energy that you bring to every room that you're in with your love of program and your um, effervescence and your willingness to stand up and help out when it's needed. I'm so grateful to trudge this path with you and to see everybody tonight, I pass. Thank you, Amy B. Julie C., you're up. Hi, everybody. I'm Julie, compulsive overeater and food addict. And um, Kelly, it was awesome to hear you. Um, I, you know, sometimes as someone shared also about, you know, where's my spiritual awakening? You know, my sponsor has explained so much to me that hers was, is still kind of slow and it's not this big burst of something, but I see it in so many different ways. And some of the questions that I answered, I can't remember if it was 10 or 11, which she had me answer so many questions on what's different now than before I started. And I think I listed at least 20 things just in the step, just in doing the steps. And, you know, you reminded me a little bit of uh, that from holding grudges to making apologies right away to being able to put things on my red light list that I would never put before, like popcorn. You know, so some of it was physical, but most of it was in relationships. Um, you know, like you, like you talked about your your mother. I I have a brother who my relationship was just horrible and difficult for for decades, and I just hung on to the um, nastiness of it. And I've seen him twice in the last five days for dinner and um, with his wife. And I love him. And I tell him all the time and I would do anything for him. And that's the steps. That is the steps because before the steps, I loved hating him. And um, I mean, maybe I didn't love it, but I couldn't, I just couldn't get past anything. You know, I told my sponsor in a way, I don't see this big spiritual awakening, but, but also I feel like a mountain has been moved 
a mountain. I have a sister-in-law who I've taken crap from for 35 years. And all of a sudden I'm not, I'm just don't care as much, but I'm not, I'm absolutely not. And that's a huge difference too. I'm not afraid of her anymore. If she's angry or mad at something or whatever. Um, so it's, it's slow, but sometimes it's not, it's just different for me in so many ways. And I'm so, so grateful. And it was just really nice to hear you. Um, and great to be here on the meeting. So thank you, everybody. Thanks, Julie. ENF, you're up. Hi, I'm ENF, compulsive reader. Very grateful to be here. Thank you so much, Kelly, for your share. Thank you for everyone who has shared. Um, step 12. <laughs> I love the joke about how every step is my favorite step. Um, there's so much to this, such a rich step. It has so many things. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry the message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Um, and I think, you know, that that's like how I live my life, you know, like it's not, it's not just sponsorship and it is sponsorship. Sponsorship is awesome. Do it. It's, it's great. It's fun. Um, and it's also really just do it. Um, but the spiritual awakening, like it's so hard to put that into words, you know, I mean, there's so many things about it, but like what was mentioned before, it's just like, you see someone before spiritual awakening and after they just glow. <laughs> they just glow and I know for me like I don't know exactly at what stage my spiritual awakening happened I think I have a new one every day um that's just part of working the program but like the one that brought me into recovery is just like I, it's not like there was a moment not not a burning bush it's just like all of a sudden I was just I just wanted to be here <laughs> you know it's um I spent so much of my life trying to run away from the life that I had. And all of a sudden I'm in touch with reality and I'm happy about that. Like that's, that's insane, you know, and, and everyone will say something different and mean something different to everybody. Um, and in practicing the principles in all my affairs, you know, I mean, like there's obvious ways for that. There's like service, what everyone on this meeting is doing, it's going to meetings, it's reaching out to people, but it's also just like, a new level of honesty, <laughs> a new level of willingness, you know, um, and it's uh, a big part of it is, is being willing to grow and, and admit that I have to grow and, and uncovering new things that I'm, you know, not doing so well and, and getting better. And that's just, that's just part of life. That's just part of recovery. And also, it talks about in the big book how working with others. His name is Bill. He works with like six people and none of them recover. And he's like, oh my God. And his wife says, well, you're still recovered. I've had the experience totally. <laughs> I've worked with like eight people who didn't recover, you know, but I'm still here. And I'm still carrying the message. And I still get to be with all of you because that's, that's how it works. Um, this is awesome. I love you guys. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Francesca, you're up. Thank you, CJ, and thank you, Yvonne, for your service. Hi, everyone. I'm Francesca, compulsive overeater. Um, thank you, Kelly, for your share. And um, it's inspired so many beautiful shares as well. So the ricochet is um, pretty cool. And um, yeah, just to echo what some of the people have said, just this like light and energy that kind of comes through you. It's like, what you say 
doesn't really like matter as much, you know, as that, but also it gives it so much power. Like, it's not just like, oh, that's nice. It's like, wow, you know, but then it's nice too. Like you said, it doesn't matter what you, like you have the book, you have the text, you know, it's not like you have to come up with something amazing. It's like, you just um, guide people. Um, But something that I was really humbled by was um, like your ability to express kind of the joy that this program has given you in light of sharing about like your dad and your mom, you know, it's like really easy to just kind of look at other people and their joy and be like, well, must be easy for them. But, you know, when, um, when you, that vulnerability and sharing your story like that and, um, seeing that it does circumstances don't matter. Um, so I was just grateful for that. And, um, yeah, I'm kind of having an emotional day. I've, um, so I'm just grateful to be here. Um, so thanks to the past. Thanks, Francesca. Catherine, you're up. Thanks, uh, Catherine A., Recovered Compulsive Reader. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to share tonight, but uh, everyone shares on, on Step 12 uh, made me made me want to share because uh, uh, as someone already pointed out, Step 12 just so has so many parts to it. And it's it touches on on the spiritual awakening that that should be really coming into fruition and and um as as we've worked the steps and and i always like to think of it as like continuing to to deepen as, as opposed to maintaining a certain level but it, but deepening it uh in in step 12 and i think when i first got to to step 12 um and i was looking at you know what does what does this mean for for my life you know i've been spending the last you know several months working working through the steps uh like my hair was on fire trying to get uh trying to get recovered and then what does it look like to now move into to sponsoring and like you know every time i'm working with someone new my schedule changes my life changes being able to to rely on on my higher power to support me through through those changes while also continuing to practice these principles in all my affairs and that's that I feel like, you know, every day a new aspect of that is revealed. Um, I remember at one point feeling, I was starting to feel really stressed out about just time, time management, lack, lack of time in the day to do all of the, all of the things that, that I felt I needed to do. And, um, and I just felt so overwhelmed and like, oh, all these people are like in, expecting me to do these things. And I just, I felt trapped. I felt like victimized by it. And I, and I prayed on it. And I, what my higher power had guided me to was that it was, this was an opportunity to recognize where I do service in everything that I do. That every commitment that I have in my life is an opportunity to do service, you know, and, um, and if it's not, then I should definitely be looking at where, <laughs> why I'm doing it. Um, but I being able to approach everything, all of a sudden, it just it felt like things opened up is like, I, I didn't discover more hours in the day, but all of a sudden, it was lighter, it was easier to go through 
the day. And I do have to remind myself of that sometimes, but it's uh, being able to approach every aspect of my day in a manner of doing service uh, has been so important and a huge revelation. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks so much, Catherine. It's a little after 8.47, so we will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. So Yvonne, can you please stop the recording?